Drogba indirici daha Snyder! Snyder gol! Hey, welcome back to the Lion's Den. This is episode 4, part 2. We're going to move on from where we left off and start checking the squad from the midfield onwards. So, I hope you enjoy. But yeah, no, I, I cannot go into the details. Let's, uh, let's move to the midfield. I think when we listed all these names... Uh, one of the main things that I noticed is how uh, much players we have in most of the positions, but how much players we don't have in the midfield position. Barren. I mean, but yeah, it's it's bare bones. It's bare bones. Um, it, looking at um, the central defensive midfields, yeah, uh, we got Thailand Antalyalu, who's twenty-seven. I won't put. Well, I won't uh, voice what I've put in my notes. I don't think that's PG. He's not Adam Indibit. That's all, so I'll say. <laughs> yeah, let's put it that way. Uh, especially this season. Uh, Bartu Elmas, um, also uh, <laughs> not Adam Indibit, 18 years old. Uh, if you ask me, no matter how good he is, about all the news about, yeah, all the news about his character is not good. Uh, if you ask me, it's it's like uh, unprofessional, or uh, he doesn't love Gese as much as uh, most of us do. Anyway, those two we have on center the defensive midfield, and then one name I didn't actually, I never heard was Abdu Samet Karnuju, twenty one years old, rented to Tarsus Idman Yurdu, and um, yeah, Gustavo Asuncao, who's twenty one, uh, left to back to Portuguese league, Familia Cao. This is also a confirmed uh, thing. His loan ended and he went back. We didn't do anything with him. The legend. And uh, yeah, that's that's basically the center defensive midfield. And then if you look at uh, uh, yeah CM position, you'd say we have Alexandro, Alexandru Chicoldao, 24 years old. Berkan Kutlu, 24 years old. Both obviously uh, first 11 Um and then Aitachkara, <laughs> uh, also at 28 years old. Um, yeah, so that that's it. And and that's a big midfield that needs to be covered. And you can only count like three players that basically play there. Only three uh, Thailand, players. Thailand, Alexandro, and uh, Berkan. Uh, you have Aitach and Bartu. Is, uh, I don't count either yeah, of those. Basically four players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, go ahead. Um, do you think we need more transfers in the midfield? I mean, it's a rhetorical question, right? Because you just literally named three guys that can only play. They're like first you know, team players. Of course we need more transfers. First of all, Thailand is not even a real CDM. And he's made so many mistakes this season. I can't even, can't count it with my two hands. That's how many mistakes he made alone. And Alex is uh Dao's by himself. If he's injured, we really don't even have a replacement for him. Bacon, same. We definitely need more players there. Yeah, I think do you sorry, I if Go I can ahead, if I can jump in. I think that that position, um, right in the middle of the pitch, or sitting right in front of our back line there, not only is that one of the most crucial position uh positions on the pitch, but um we're so 
thin there and just using Thailand, just like Emre mentioned, there's so many mistakes that he's made. And, you know, last episode we were talking about um, how he basically gave away the three points and, and this and that. So there needs to be a transfer there. Like we don't, I don't believe we have any players to sort of put there or to make shift and, and or, or anything like that. I think that we need, there, there must be a transfer in that position. And I, I think we're going to continue to struggle a lot. Um, if, if we don't do that. So, um, you know, there's a few names floating around. Maybe in a second, uh, Samet can go through that. But I think there needs to be a transfer there, and we it has to be fast. And I think it has to be someone um, that's capable and has experience in that position. I don't think it's now is not really the time to mess around, especially so close to relegation. But um, yeah, I, I I think we're desperate for for someone there for sure. On the CDM. Yeah, yeah. Just all it, three it, positions, right? <clears throat> Just centrally and CDM as well, right? I mean, both I, would need yeah. uh, some strengthening. I, I, I think. So aside from the confirmed mm. Gustavo Asuncao that left, uh, what are. Do we have any confirmed transfers in the midfield? No. As far as I confirmed. Um, what about. Uh, I think I saw, like, uh, just like a few hours ago, a few tweets. From some sources, um, what's his name? Eric Pulgar, Fiorentina. I don't. Ha- I didn't have time to check his details. I don't know if you know. Well, know more. You about said it. confirmed. Like we don't have any confirmed, but rumor-wise, yes. I also heard of this guy from Fiorentina. Don't know much about him. I don't know if uh, anybody else knows. Yeah. Aside aside from the basic stuff, I mean, um, Chilean midfielder. 28 years old from Fiorentina. Um, you know, I I don't know too much about him. I haven't seen him play. Um, I can't imagine that he would be worse for our squad. Um, so we'll see how that that works out. But um, you know, there need the, we need something to bolster up that that middle. Like I'm fine. I like Berkan. I like Chicaldao. I like both of them. But um, that possession, that position is so crucial when in our buildup, like our center backs playing through that player and that player distributing and making the right decisions to keep possession of the ball. Absolutely so crucial that we're missing. So if this Eric Polgard, if, if this is the player to do it, then fantastic. But um, I, I, I'd, I'd like to see a transfer as soon as possible. And I'm not sure how many, do you guys know how many days are left in the transfer window now? Uh, ends at February second, if I'm correct. Yeah. February. Oh, so there, there's Wait, two, I, two I, or three I, days. That's right? for UEFA, right? That's for UEFA. Yeah. That's not for the league. Oh, uh, right, well, exactly. right. That is true. That is true. But I, I assume we want to make the transfer before right. the second to you know, uh, unless we're just gonna forfeit our position in the Europa League, right? Like, I don't know if I want to no, go right. with Thailand against I don't know potential Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just to continue off what you guys said, I'm looking at these three positions and I think the biggest weakness is the DM position. Uh, you have Thailand and Berkan who have rotated in that position the first six months of the season. And although they're not bad players, we saw their weaknesses in that position as opposed to playing, let's say, at number eight on the field behind Chikal Dao or next to Chikal Dao. Uh, with that said, I think if we can find a CDM who is actually a CDM who is aggressive, 
who can go into challenges and take his own spot in that midfield and let players like Berkan and Chikaldao and Thailand play a little bit in front of him more freely, it's going to make the world's difference. Uh, I think the CDM position, assuming you're playing a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-1-4-1, if he's playing alone in front of that defense, he is arguably the most important person on the field because he connects your defense to your offense. He builds that bridge between them. He takes the ball from your center backs and places it out wide, right? So an attribute that we like about our defensive midfielders, not only is it somebody who can go into challenges, but also distribute not just in front of them, but out wide too. Those long balls, you know, out wide. If you see Kenan making a long run down the sideline, he can pass that, something that Fernando was excellent at. And that's something that I believe Eric is good at at least that's what i've read so far he's good at passing that ball down the line out wide he's good at getting into those aggressive positions and winning those 50 50 balls uh he's also good at scoring goals too uh not just from penalties and from free kicks which is awesome right but he's also good at scoring goals from corner kicks he's that guy that's gonna you know make a mess in in the opponent's uh box and make it difficult for defenders to defend him and mark him you know he scores a lot of goals for both international uh as well as club on those corner kicks and that's something that we've been lacking in um and with that said you know going back to my comment about our financial situation so far our rumors is mostly around the cdm position there's jetson involved too if you guys i mean i'm just throwing a hypothetical question out there if you guys were to make one transfer would you focus on a versatile midfielder that can play dm right center mid left center midfield and even like a number 10 or would you focus on a very good defensive midfielder i want to focus in i i want to focus yeah. in for sure like when if you look at um like let's take two players for example felipe Melo and um fernando right felipe Melo is probably mo- He's probably my favorite player, like one of my favorite players ever for Gus today. Like he, I, I love him. I love everything about him. Um, and then Fernando came and he was like, he was almost a more refined version of Felipe Melo without the couple screws loose that Felipe had in his head. He was a bit more level-headed, the anger but still really good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And they, that, that, that is their position. That, that's where they play. Th- that's their bread and butter, right? They've made a living playing in that position. And I think we need that. I, I don't think we need that like versatile guy. I think right now we need someone, the anchor right there in the middle. That's his position. And like, um, like you mentioned, Yasin, like someone that uh, has that, uh, those physical attributes that can win us the ball and someone that's comfortable playing in those pockets, right? Like right, right in front of the back line and right behind the two strikers that are, uh, or the one or two strikers, whatever, that are pressing our back line, that pocket right there where Tylon gave the ball away last week. Someone that's calm and can collect themselves there and can make the right decisions. I, I, don't, I don't think we should be messing around with, you know, this player is really good and maybe we can use him in that position. Like, no, I think we need... A, num- a true number six, that defensive midfielder, someone that is true to that position. I don't know if you guys agree or w- what do you guys think, especially regarding Jetson. Mm, I mean, I would, in my ideal world, I would want both. And I've been saying that I like this team definitely needs a number six, first off number six, and then a player like Jetson. Um, but going back to your guys, of course we need a number six. However, I don't know. Maybe this kid is good, Eric Pulgar. 
I'm looking at his uh, stats right now, and it's saying he's been on the bench for Fiorentina for quite a while. He's he came back from in, he was injured on the 24th of October. He came back to the first team on the 5th of December, and he's been on the bench till January 17th. And just recently, he just played a national game for Chile on the 27th. So I don't know if he's completely fit for our team as of yet if it's a completely like if it was a player like fernando ready to go playing you know at the top level then i would say yes him i want him and only him right now but i don't know hopefully he's good but if you were to ask me yes i would probably pick a number six over gets on but i would really like to have gets on for me um i mean uh something about eric pulgar what you mentioned if you look two years back uh, you see he had like 35, 37 goal, uh, games, seven goals, six assists. That's what we're looking for, mm-hmm. right? A midfield that can contribute also in scoring and assisting. At the moment, we are lacking that big time. Thailand and Berkan are not it. Might be decent subs, but they're not contributing exactly. to, that, uh, to the assists or the goals. Uh, Chikil Dao, I mean, he has some good fair stats, so... And I, I actually like him. I, it reminds me a bit of Salchuk, uh, if you ask me. So we need someone that can complement him in that position. And can Eric Pulgar be that person at center defensive midfield? If you look at his 2019-2020 stats, I'd say excellent. Um, but he might come back to that level again. Uh, that's what we're known for, right? Getting Felipe Melio while he was chosen... Uh, worst midfielder of the year, uh, mm, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, his aggressiveness, I think he kicked someone uh, at the Dutch um, national team as well when he played for Brazil. For the, during the World um, Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, that's also our bread and butter. We don't have money. That's the only way we can take something and uh, and make something good out of it. Uh, that We cannot buy expensive uh, players. And... That brings me to uh, the point about do you want a CDM or a good midfielder? I think in any case, we shouldn't, like a proper team shouldn't need a CDM. If you have two really good midfielders, that should be enough to carry the team. Unfortunately, we don't have the money to buy these really good midfielders. And well, in that case, we need to put a CDM in there that can score hopefully and... uh, and complemented with that. So in an ideal world, we wouldn't even need a CDM, if you ask me, um, a get zone that could contribute to the defense. Last year, together with good point a, you're making. Last year, we also had Thailand, and we had gets on, and we were playing pretty well towards the end of the season. So it is possible, like you said, to do okay with a not-so-great CDM if you have two good you know, midfielders mm-hmm. pulling their weight. Yeah, I, I was about to say that, um, like... A good team not needing a CDM at all. I think that is a, uh, I would say a wrong statement because it depends on what formation you use, what tactics. I mean, most good teams do have like a proper DM. If you think of the players like, I don't know, Fabinho, Rodri. I mean, those are like true CDMs in a way. But um, yeah, if you would ask me as well, I would also say that we should go for proper six um, since it is such a a crucial position. And it's basically the... He plays solo as well in that position, right? In our system, I think we mostly go for a four-one-four-one formation, 
which means that while well, the DM is on his own in a way and having a stable experienced option uh, in this Pulgar uh, guy would be uh, the right thing to do. And another thing to add is indeed the finance financial situation. I believe that uh, for Getson they want, I mean we can loan him, but they want the mandatory uh, buy clause, right? We need to pay 8.5 mil for him uh, to be even able to loan 1. him. 5, Apparently that came down 1. to 7.5 last heard. I mean, yeah, one. Mm-hmm. Exactly, but still it's like a total of 9 mil. While for uh, Pulgar, if I got the rooms correctly, I think there's an option to buy, right? And it is three mil compared to nine, which is in our current financial situation is pretty big deal, if you ask me. Yeah, and you know, there's a theme with the players that are rumored to come. Uh, Gomis, uh, you have Inyaka, Pena, and now you have um, Eric. All of them are free, free to come on loan. We're not paying a single loan fee. We're not paying a single transfer fee. Uh, that's not the case with Jetson. Jetson would cost us 1.5 million euros just to loan him for whether it's six months, a year and a half. It seems like we don't have that. I mean, we were complaining about the board was complaining about our financial situation for a little over a month now. All the reputable sources are saying we have a situation where we can't spend a lot of money. So I think this this transfer or you know this loan fits that boat of not costing us a lot of money in terms of transfer fees. Um, and just to, you know, go back to Emra's point about his history and how much he's playing, you know, as a listener and somebody's partake, you know, it's a good question, but I, I looked it up and he was playing a lot last season. The reason why he's not playing a lot this season is because they loaned out, uh, Lucas Torreira from Arsenal. Uh, he's also a CDM and this guy's been playing pretty much all of Fiorentina's games this season. So I also look at uh, at this Eric loan as kind of like what we say a fursat transfer, an opportunity. And, you know, that's something that we have to take advantage of. Uh, I was arguing before with one of you guys saying, you know, who, who can we realistically bring here? Yes, I would like somebody who's more proven, who's younger, who's consistently playing as well. But who are you going to find like that that's going to cost you zero to loan out, that will want to come to Galsai and you know play more often than they're already playing because i mean that's you can't find that case because if a player is already playing where they are why would they want to come to us so it's a very tricky situation uh we have only a couple days left to register this we have a brand new coach who has had very little time to see these players and how they how they pan out in different positions i think again going back to that tuzla sport game that's why we lost 6-2 because he's trying out these things um, he's had very little time to see who plays where because of injuries, because of COVID. Uh, we have a financial situation. With all that into consideration, I think, you know, this transfer makes sense on paper. Is it going to work out? I guess we'll see over the next six months. This financial situation kind of got to question the board then. Why can't we make a single sale? Why can't we make a single sale? Like, eh, I mean, it's not, is it not true? Do we have, is- I mean, who do you sell? Who do you sell? Who do you sell? Tell you me. can Who sell. You, sell right you can't sell Louis Dama. You can't sell nobody. You can't get. A, how, Yedlin how has one point five. One point five year, like you said, he has a, a year and a half on his card. You can't sell him for not even less than a million. You can't get any money for him. I mean, him? Who, who's paying money for Louis Dama, right? Like, would you want Louis Dama? I mean, I thought I just heard you guys say that. I'm the not guy only saying him. A bomb. You can okay, make. So who else? You. 
Yedlin, he has a year and a half in his contract. He's not bad. He performed well in the EL. Why can't you get a single penny from him? I'm yeah. glad I'm glad you said that. Um, because I think, you know, the reason why we let go of Yedlin was because him, along with a lot of other players, and going back to our financial situation, have money that's owed to them because we just have not been being able to pay pay these guys. It's year twenty twenty two and we're still having this issue as a club. Unfortunately, this is reality. And this is something that a lot of Turkish clubs do. You know, I, I believe Fenerbahce does it a lot too. But if you have a guy that you're not paying, instead of selling him for money, you say, all right, let go of whatever we owe you and leave for free. So we're not going to pay you the rest of your wages that we can't afford anyways. But we're also not going to pay you whatever, you know, we owed you for the last two, three, four months. And this is more okay in a situation like Yedlin where we paid nothing for the guy. He came for free, right? So you didn't mm-hmm. really lose a lot. I mean, in the Louis Dama situation, yes, I think we should still try and get some money out of it, which is what we're trying to do, right? You loan the guy for six months. There's a $3 million loan, uh, a purchase option. If that team can't afford it, you hope that one of the rich clubs in Saudi Arabia see this guy like we did with Micon back in the day, and somebody else yeah. buys him for one or two million, and then let's hope that happens. If well, not, that, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to go to the back. Let's go to the front because uh, <laughs> we don't want to continue uh, speaking a whole uh, two hours. Yes. Uh, just to close off the midfield, there we have currently like prob four midfielders, and then the rumors are Jetson and Pulgar, Pulgar, mm-hmm. and that's it. And hope, I mean, for me, we need at least two extra midfielders there. Uh, and, and hopefully we can get uh, Pulgar and Jetson or even someone else. I don't know. We had a few more names like uh, I saw Diavara. I saw what else was it? Mangal from Stuttgart um, uh, and Diavara from Roma. But uh, I think time will tell. So hopefully we get something there. Or else I don't see uh, us being very good this uh, upcoming six months. Just to quickly add, right? So, yes, Mm -hmm. it would be ideal to get these guys, but we should also not forget the fact that there's a foreigner rule. Let's say we play with all these players uh, that we would prefer on their position. I want to get to that at the end. Ah, okay, never mind. Just to do a count up uh, (laughs) about all the players and... uh, Right, I was a bit ahead of schedule. um, (laughs) No, no, that's fine. You can can do that. You're you're our uh, historian, Sadi. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, this is something that excites me the most our wingers actually uh, out of the whole uh, overview uh, I actually like the wingers that we have so you want to get to the left or to the right let's do right again I'm gonna go with left Why <laughs> because I want to talk about Keram he's been amazing <laughs> uh, um, he got hit by Marcao, which made him a man he is today. <laughs> after they made him an Adam and Dibi, right? Exactly, made him the man he is today. So uh, I think we, all of our play- players should fight each other and then make up if this is the uh, uh, all it takes is a good ass whooping uh, result. Probably, yeah. Uh, so Kadam is twenty three. Uh, I don't know if you guys peeked at his stats. Uh, he's been doing pretty well. Um, well, I, I I don't want to talk too much about Kerem, but who else do we have on the left field, uh, left winger? So we have Kerem, Babel, Arda Turan, and Barish Alper Yilmaz. So that's the four on the left. I don't know if you can count anyone else. Probably you can rotate between the right wingers. So I'll I'll, I'll actually p- talk about both left and right. So 
on the right we have usually Emre Kılınç, Olcan, Çağlayan, uh, Sofyan Feguli, Olimpiu Marutan, Morutsan and uh, that's yeah that's in total eight players on the wings that we have in the current squad and then we have two loanees uh, Yunus Akgün uh, he's doing amazing I've always liked Yunus Akgün even when he was at Gala uh, he's 21 years old academy player he's rented to Adana Demirspor and uh, 24 games and eight goals 12 assists uh, that's pretty good stats wise um, and then we have Jesse Sedikidika. I can never Jesse Sedikidika. Yeah, that doesn't sound very uh, good. Anyway, 25 years old. He's at uh, Belgium in uh, Leuven, uh, which uh, was, uh, yeah, never mind. I, w- I want to say that's where my ex lives, but I need to cut that out. <laughs> my wife's listens. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have to uh, pay attention to what I say on the podcast. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, out of all these players, uh, for me, um, useful players, Kera Makturkolo, 23 years old, Emre Kalunch, 27, um, Old John, 25, uh, and Olympi Morutan, 22. Obviously, you can put them in center midfield as well. They have some versatility. Uh, for me, Feguli is done. 32 years old. Ramadans are over. We're not seeing him uh, at that uh, level anymore. Uh, and he's on a major wage. Like, if we can let go of Sofian Feguli, I think he's like on four mil or something with secret bonuses and stuff like that. So I'm excited to see next year, hopefully, if Kerem doesn't get sold uh, together with Yunus. Uh, that, that'd be very interesting. So, uh, who's your favorite player on the wings? Uh, I'm not going to ask Yasin. I'll ask uh, Saleh first. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, my favorite player, as for probably most I would say on the wing, is uh, Kerem Akturkola. I just like the way he drifts. And as you mentioned before, after that beating from Marcao, he has definitely stepped up his game. Um, in the past, I would I would say he sometimes needlessly tried to dribble past players or you know add some flair to his game which he instead of doing that he could have like passed to like a teammate um but yeah this season it's just it's just been very solid in europe as well uh in the league too yes i do notice that he can be wasteful at times and miss sitters but at the same time that happened to most of our players this season so not sure if it's like his fault uh solely yeah, I like Kerem most. I would say Emre Kalinch gets a shout as well. I know he hasn't had as much playing time, but whenever he's on the ball, he's just a very safe player. He doesn't do uh, uh, weird shit with the ball. He usually keeps it, doesn't lose it necess- uh, unnecessarily. Um, the disappointing one would be, for me, Morutan. I'm not saying that he's bad, but I think we've discussed this in previous pod probably as well, but... The way he started was pretty, um, was very bright, and he had some he has some nice tricks to his game, right? But as of late, I feel like because he has been benched uh, a few times, um, he lost his confidence, and therefore he's been kind of underwhelming. Um, he he either tries too hard, or just loses the ball too often, which which I really don't like. 
especially since our right backs were Yedlin and Bowie, which defensively aren't the best either, uh, which meant that that flank usually was uh, pretty exposed to our opponents. But yeah, uh, yeah what, what do you guys think? Uh, I was just going to add on to what you were saying about Kerem. Ever since that, like, you know, ass whooping from Marcao, and remember why he, like, you know, had the whole fight with him in the first place. He was complaining that Kerem wasn't, com- like, after he lost the ball, he wasn't, like, tracking back to get the ball back. And ever since that, mm-hmm. he has improved significantly in that aspect. He's actually running back, tracking back, helping the defense. And like you said, he's not, you know, making stupid plays like he would before. He's actually trying the one-twos with passing, you know, with the wingers. I'm sorry, the wing backs. And he's made a significant, you know, improvement since that day. And I would actually say, I would agree with you, he's my player of the season. Because when he's not playing, we completely are just, like, not creating anything up front. Exactly. I think his passing has been really good this season. Uh, he had some amazing through balls, like uh, left and right. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that last season. And as you said before, once he's not playing, like once, I don't know, a bobble comes in or uh, uh, who else, maybe Butters or whatever, you can definitely feel the difference. Uh, uh, I'm surprised Marco hasn't beat the shit out of Thailand yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Why? What do you mean, why? He keeps making this mistakes in the center midfield. <laughs> yeah, just want to make sure. How oh, dare you ask that, exactly. He, he said why. <laughs> Marcao was just waiting for him to actually say something to him. So he has an excuse to beat the shit out of him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he needs some finger pointing. <laughs> um, what's your favorite duo on the wings, John? Um, well, Kerem, of course, that goes without saying. And as of lately, Emre has been really good. I, I mentioned uh, in the last couple episodes, I really liked him playing in his actual position on the wing and, and not centrally. So I think he's been doing really well there. Um, I I am a fan of of um, Barish as well. I think he's really good. I think he has a lot of potential, but maybe he's not quite there yet. So I, I, I would probably stick with Kerem and Emre. Uh, for the for the remainder of the season, and one one thing I wanted to mention as well with um with Morultan, I think like I actually never wanted him to play on the wing ever. I like when he plays centrally, like higher up the pitch, um, in more of a number ten role. I I like him playing there more. I think he's really creative. We tried, yeah, we tried, yeah. and he seems to be more effective on the wing. That's that that, that was my heard. observations too. Yeah, like I, I would like. See, it's a little bit difficult now. I, I'd like for him to be given more chances there, but it's does. It's probably not going to happen. Like with Chikaldao and Berkan, and probably a new, uh, a new midfielder coming in. I that's probably not going to happen, which is fine. But I, I do, I like him better centrally. I don't really like him on the wing. He's not a good winger for me. Um, but he's still young. He's twenty two, so we'll see what happens and how he develops. But I would like it where possible. I would like to see him play. Um, a little more central to see how that goes but in terms of uh, partnerships and where we're at right now I think Kerem and Emre are probably our best uh, our best duo now, isn't you, that uh, a bit recent isn't that a bit recency bias we've seen Feguli really good on the wing um, yeah Old John has been good before his whole Rizespor issue um, yeah no, Babel, I cannot even mention. Uh, or even Arga. though he's Dutch, man. Sheesh, you know, that's telling you something. <laughs> nah, I'm not biased. 
Yeah, I like, mean, yeah, yes. Yeah, so yeah. Just Faguli is just as you said before. He, I think he's just done. He's too old. He's not really a winger anymore. Um, like centrally, I think he still could have a place because of his experience. Um, uh, he does have good vision and he can also give like a nice through ball. Um, but on the wing, I don't want to see him. Uh, as you said before, mm-hmm. and Oljan, it's it's unfortunate his situation. Um, from the times that we have seen him. He's been pretty alright, and he's Turkish as well, not too old. He's 25, as you said, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I think he still has a place in the squad. But, yeah. Mm, actually, now that I think of it, if Yunus does come back, and we already have Morutan over there and Emre Kulinc, we might have already been stacked enough over there. Actually, Well, that, so, that's, a, that's a whole other thing. Like, if Yunus comes back, then... He, he should go right he should slide right into the starting 11 like the way that he's developing and the way that he's playing him and Kerem would just that is like an explosive combination I, I'm i dying to see that hope so you know is he mm-hmm. is he playing a formation at Adana that would suit how we play at Gala yeah I think so like I, th- it, yeah. I think so like, like what when, kind of winger is he playing yeah I mean whenever I do watch uh Yunus play he is always in those uh those wide positions and 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 look like that mm-hmm. that is that is his um that that is where he makes his bread and butter that's where he makes his living there and he's doing really well i'm 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 really happy to see that and I think that um him and Kerem for their they have some similarities in like the pace that they play at like that speed going forward and to, like we don't really have that on both sides like when Kerem is playing if we have Emre on the other side he's not really that player he's not like that explosive player that Kerem is so I'd like to see you know having that sort of thing on both sides would be really exciting to see um I'm not sure how he is defensively I don't really have an opinion on that I'd have to watch him a bit a bit closer um, cause that's another he's thing. He's been doing good at Adana. Defensively, he's been, he's been contributing a lot. That's, that's amazing. Something yeah. that, something that he wasn't doing at Gala, uh, contributing defensively, which is, uh, also in my opinion, why he was left out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I think, cause with, in, with Kerem, like that was my, initially that was my complaint. I, I thought he was yeah. really poor, um, defensively and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I always said, like, just talking with you guys and, and other people privately, like, um, you can't have that in your wingers. You can't have wingers that just only want to attack. Like, football isn't played that way. So, thank luck, you know, thankfully and, and, and luck, uh, lucky for us, Markao had a bit of a word with him and it seemed like he was able to improve that, um, which is good. So, if, if Yunus has that as well, we know he has that attacking um, ability. If he has those defensive properties as well, then that is pretty exciting. I'm I'm excited to see that going forward. Yeah. And um I think Yasin, we fully skipped you. You have a few words to say on our wingers? I mean, Summit, you asked a question, right? Can Yunus really fit? You know, the way that he's playing at Adana's damage support, can he do that over here? My question back to you is what are we doing over here? I mean, who's playing right back until now? A right, right, right wing. You have Emre Kulinc finally, an actual winger who's playing right wing. Before that, you had Faguli, you had Morutan, you had Oljan, who has rotated between, you know, uh, right back and striker. I think bring anybody who knows how to actually play right wing, doesn't matter what their style is, it'll work on the right wing. And I think it'll work exceptionally well with us because we have a right back who's, who's such a Bowie. 
who loves to make those, <laughs> you know, runs down down the right side. Uh, and you have, you know, Yunus who likes to cut inwards, in, in, inverted winger. Same, mm-hmm. same things I was saying last week about Emre Bayram and Kedem. It applies here as well. Um, and then you have what? You have Arda as well, who sometimes plays right wing as well. Barish, mm-hmm. who is hasn't really done much yet. Um, I don't know. Uh, I would love to have Yunus Akun right now. I think he would fit like a glove. But I'm okay with him finishing the loan at Adana Demerspor. I'm okay with continuing with Emre Kalinch and making the other guys work somehow. Um, and just to add on to what everybody said, I agree with you all. It's very simple. Emre Kalinch and mm-hmm. Kedem, those two guys should be our wingers. I, I don't have any reason not to put those two guys as wingers over anybody else. Faguli, he can come in as a sub. That's about it. Babel, same thing. These guys should not be starting. Babel is way too uh, stale. It doesn't have enough dynamic ability, in my opinion. He he takes the ball. He kills the play. He just waits mm-hmm. for the defender to come in front of him to make a move, you know, toss a shoulder and go the other way, and then what? Pass it back to Thailand. You have Faguli who starts on the wing. Next thing you know, he's talking with Thailand in this, you know, the deep midfield position. You know, these guys, they have no discipline on the wing. Kerem is finally that one guy in a while that we see actually has that discipline, has that urge to make the runs down the wing and also play as like a second striker. You know, I wish we can transfer somebody like him. You know, there were Solbeck in rumors before that kind of died out a little bit. Looks like our concentration's on the field and rightfully so. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of it. I can't wait for Yunus to come mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And that's a good point you make. Did we have any rumors or confirmed transfers on the wings? I, well, I, I don't see any need for it. So I guess that's why not we haven't priority. heard anything. Not our priority midfield, like Yasin said, no, is definitely the priority. Yeah, fully agree. And um, which brings us to the final position. And I'm going to play some Alena Tilki now. San <laughs> Osambari. So, uh, striker-wise, well, it's not a cup confirmation. Kamoino Aydınlatma platformer, which uh, we don't do apparently anymore, at least not in detail as we used to. Uh, But it's pretty confirmed. He's uh, tweeted about it himself. uh, Bafemti Gomis. Bafetimbi. He's coming. Bafetimbi. I'm sorry. All very difficult words. Excuse my... uh, French. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know where he's from. Is he Nigerian? His original uh, ethnicity? Yeah. I actually have no idea, to be really honest. I never looked anyway. it up. Anyway, uh, anyone know about uh, the duration um, Bafetimbi Gomez and, uh, and and the fee? Uh, he's coming to Gala? Yeah. Um, so... It's free to come. He's a free agent. You know, he's he's done with his prior club. So again, back to mm-hmm. our previous assessment of what we can afford and what we can't. Uh, he was rumored to want three mil a year. So one and a half mil for the rest next six months and then three mil next year. Uh, I, I believe that was the case and we were able to drop that quite a bit. I think the most recent rumor that I read was about 600K for the next six months. And, mm-hmm. you know, 1.2 mil-ish for the next year after that, which is only guaranteed if he scores 10 goals uh, the next six months, <laughs> which I think he can do it. But, um, you know, I, I believe that's the last thing that I heard. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think um, I hate the fact that he's 36 years old and we are doing a save the day transfer. Um, but he is a very clinical striker, which is what we are lacking. That clinical striker, like, vurdum mu koyu, o tarz bir oyuncu. I'm not gonna switch to Turkish, sorry. Uh, so, so I, I don't mind him coming. But what I wanted to say is, okay, that's pretty much confirmed transfer. Besides him, we have Mustafa Mohammed, 24 year old, uh, playing at Afghan at the moment. Uh, he played against uh, who today, actually? Uh, Morocco? Morocco. Yeah, Morocco. And they won. He's Egyptian, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they won, right? So. Um, that's good. I don't think he contributed much uh, from what I saw. So, uh, aside from Mustafa Mohammed, we have Mbaye Diagne, who's 30 years old. He's injured. He should be back in April. There are talks about freezing his contract and uh, restarting his contract next year so we can make room for foreigners and transfers that we need. And then Halil Ibrahim Darvishola, uh, 22 years old, on loan from Brentford. Don't like the guy. Never like the guy. That's just my opinion. Um, and uh, Ali Abuskol, uh, who's more busy with his girlfriend and designer clothing than his football, apparently, because uh, he's 21. And uh, in yeah, he's loaned out to, I think, Bandarmaspor, if I remember correctly. 15 games, I thought it was two goals. Kichurin, but yeah, it could be oh, yeah. changed. I don't know. Anyway. Obviously, we all follow him here and there, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. and uh, you can get an idea of uh, of the players who's working hard in that. So uh, maybe a bit harsh on my side, but yeah. So we got currently four play- four strikers. Um, you can count Bob uh, as a striker extra- too. Something like yeah, yeah, you yeah. could. I, could. I agree with true, that. true, and true. And don't forget about our best striker, which is not a striker, on loan at Alianspor, Emre Akbaba. He actually has uh, 10 goals already, I sh- right? I can't believe I didn't put him in the attacking midfield uh, position. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he has good stats as well, for sure. He's been doing immensely as a yeah, 10 slash 8. I, I don't exactly know the position that he's been used at in the Alanya. But yeah, he has like 10 goals. That's, that's insane. That's more than our strikers uh, have in total. So, <laughs> And he's not yeah. even a striker, so... So, what do you guys think about Buffett Timbi Gomis joining us? I'm excited. I'm yeah. so hyped, actually. <laughs> More hyped than <laughs> I originally was. Um, dude, this guy knows Gasa. You know, he he's he knows the league, he knows the club, he knows the fans. And my concern, just like you, Summit, was his age. You know, he's 36 years old. At 36, you're gonna start to think about injuries. You're gonna start to think about form. Can this guy do what he used to do? All these questions pop up, and rightfully so, especially right now when we're in a, you know, against this period. In English, we call it, you know, I guess a period where we're trying to get younger players. It kind of doesn't make sense, right? It's a little hypocritical mm-hmm. to what we've been doing the last six months. But again, I'm not going to talk about finances too much again, but this guy knows the club. If you look at his injury record, uh, if I pull it up real quick, this guy, you know, last year he was injured. He missed one game because of injuries, and that was coronavirus. Before that, last time his injury was in the 17, 18-year season, and that was for a hamstring injury with us for one game. 
that's incredible at this age you know that that injury question check mark no problem his form if you look at you know he scored a ton of goals this season before he let he like he was let go from his last club on mutual agreement he was scoring left and right and not just like penalties or anything like that this guy knows how to cut you know with his hips what he used to do so well beat defenders break those defenders and finish it with his left and right foot this guy is still doing bicycle kicks you know, it's it's incredible. At this age, this guy is scoring all types of goals. And he's, I think, the type of guy that we need too. You know, Halil, we like him for, you know, that kind of false nine role that he plays. But as we said last week, we're missing that striker who can sit around the six, even maybe eight, ten yards, get the ball, beat a defender, and finish it. That's what Gomez is known for. That's what he did with us when he broke, you know, the goal record in Super League before Jagnet broke it somehow, some way. But that's what uh, Gomez is known for, and I'm so hyped. Not just that, but the off-field, on-field presence as who he is. You know, Gomez, the guy who knows the club. He's a leader. You know, you see this in social media. You see the way that the fans interact with him. There are so many fans who have amazing relationships with this guy. Our entire staff, and you know, when he was here, loved the guy. He He's always doing something outside the club that, that bonds that relationship with outside of just the field uh he can be a leader you know he knows french that's great for our french-speaking young guys like you know bad con such a bowie um i can't wait uh, i really can't i think he's gonna do great and hopefully fix that goal scoring problem that we've been having so far yeah i'll, I'll jump in there i think um i i pretty much agree with everything like he buffett Timbi gomez is a uh professional I, I i'll always give him that he he is a professional in the way he conducts himself, the way he is on and off the pitch, he's a professional. There's always, uh, there's always some questions, um, and I don't know some. I don't want to say shadiness, but you know, some questions are asked when it comes to money. There's always some something there, like he's asking for more or whatever the case is. So, if the rumor is true and he is, uh, he will be playing for that small fee, and then if he scores a minimum of ten goals, that. That, sorry, if he scores a minimum amount of goals, that will be improved. But um, that's good. I like that. And like I said, uh, and, and sorry, uh, like Yasin mentioned, when he gets the ball there um, in that in those dangerous areas, right outside the six yard box, in the six yard box, maybe even just inside the eighteen yard box, it's he's no nonsense. He um, he gets the ball and he finishes the ball. There's like we saw with Halil this season, so many times he's in a dangerous position. He doesn't shoot the ball or he passes the ball or he'll lose the ball. And I don't necessarily dislike him. I I'm I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence about him. There's certain things I do like about him and other things I don't. But with Gomez, he's a striker and he knows he knows that and he knows his position. And he has one, two touches in the box and finishes clean, no nonsense goals. He finishes the ball cleanly. And I like that about him. So it seems like if it's true, we've gotten over the money obstacle, um, which is good. And now, um, yeah, it's, let's get him on the pitch. Let's see what he can do. Uh, well, go ahead, Emre. Okay, so I'm not against having Gomez on our team. You know, I love Gomez. He did wonders for us. The only concern that I have is that he might take playing time away from Mustafa. And we saw last year when he was suspended and Falcao stepped in, Falcao just miraculously had a better, you know, performance out of the blue and then took away time from Mustafa. And he kind of lost form. And then you saw this back and forth with, you know, 
him and Falcao, even Jogna at times. And um, I don't know. I, I like Gomez, but I would have liked to seen have seen our midfield being completed before our strike because I think we have enough strikers. And I was hoping that our scoring deficit would come with, you know, Torrent being able to guide these players to being able to finish more, you know, like clinically. Like John said, we need someone more clinical. But let's see. I, I just hope that it doesn't take away from Mostafa because he is our future. In a sense, <laughs> yeah. If I, yeah, I, I still, I believe in more stuff as well. Go ahead, uh, Sally. Yeah, I think now that I think more about it, um, I'm starting to be less and less, and actually, actually pro this signing. Um, our struggles last season were mainly uh, the creativity. We weren't creative enough, and not giving enough balls to our strikers. Right. Um, this season, however. We just can't finish. We are so wasteful in front of goal. And having someone like Gomez, who is proven, who has been at the club before, I think is a very good addition uh, for our squad. Not only because, I mean, let's let's face it, we really need the points. We're 15th. We are, we've never been this low, at least since I've been watching. I haven't seen us ever this low in the league. We do need points. And our number one problem has been just the conversion rate. It has been... I think we score like about 5 or 6% of our shots that we take. Um, that is too low. It should be more around the 8 to 10% or even higher. Um, and about Mustafa, yes, it is true that he is our uh, uh, future. However, I think Gomez could be a um, nice competition to him. I think the other two strikers, um, Jagne, I haven't been a fan. I mean, it's not his fault that he costed, what was it again, 13 million. It's not his fault that we bought him for that money. But I never really uh, liked him. Halil, um, as said by John before, he has good things, but also bad things. I think he would work better if our wingers um, were more clinical in a way. Because he has good link-up play. But just like how John said before, he just takes that one extra touch too much or passes it unnecessarily. He's pretty shot shy, which is not what we need um, in a season where, well, we just can't seem to score. So I'm all for Gomez. It's it's just, again, the foreigner rule and all of that other nonsense that comes along. And next year as well, if he does score 10, I wonder how our squad will then, well, be like in uh, formed, basically. So Yeah, I hope uh, our... Uh board and team is making the planning at least so we know years ahead what's gonna be with the foreigners and what's gonna be with the turkish players etc because um yeah so we've talked about the strikers we only have two at the moment with gomis coming in that's three we might uh, freeze the agnes contract so we're back to two main strikers um obviously i'm forgetting halil who's on loan with us so three in total. And uh, Ali, Yoz, he's not uh, with our team at the moment. So if we look at the total amount of foreigners, um, we have at the moment, I think, uh, including Inaki Pena, which, by the way, uh, just arrived in Istanbul. He just landed, his plane landed. So looking at that, we have... 12 uh, foreigners 
and uh, I can count those 12. So you have Fernando Mosdera, Inaki Pena, Victor Nelson, Marcao, Sasha Bo, Boe, Omar El Abdelawai, Ryan Babel, Alexander Chikaldao, Sofian Feguli, Ilum Olympiu Murutsan, Mostafa Mohamed, and Patrick Van Arnold. That makes 12. And then Count Gomez there as well, that's 13. Which leaves us with only one more foreigner that we can transfer. Let's say we get Pulgar. But we, in my opinion, we need at least two midfielders. So I think hopefully uh, either Babel or Feguli go. Uh, in my opinion, if we can get rid of Babel, or that would be great. And then we can transfer one more. Because, um, yeah, then we have 13, Babel leaves, that's 12. We got two two more for two midfielders. And, um, and just to make sure I have covered everything, so Jagne, we're freezing because he's injured, and next year he will be back. Luindama is gone to Saudi Arabia. Yetlin was terminated. Well, and Ozor Nwafor said it. Kika, <laughs> Asunkao uh, are not with us. So so that's uh, rounds it all up. Um, so we have one spot at the moment. Do you see any other player leaving Gala uh, from the current uh, squad, foreigner-wise, uh, to make up another uh, slot for a transfer? Probably Babo, like you said. I think that's, that's mm-hmm. the only one I can see. There are rumors about more time being loaned out. I don't know if it's true, though. Mm. But, okay, so the That's question the question of Babel leaving is, would he want to leave? He earns a lot of money, just like Faguli. They're both on 3-4 mil plus. Yes, their contracts do end this year, but yeah, it's at the end of the, end of the season, not right now, obviously, so I hope, like Babel would go, but I, I, I highly doubt he'll, he'll want to leave. Um, so personally, I don't think anyone, uh, actually will leave like not at the expense of guys. Yeah. Maybe even though I don't think the rumor is true or whatever, I, I, I see it more likely that the Morutan or something is being loaned out than actually Babel or Faguli leaving be- because they're on such I wouldn't mind that. wages. I wouldn't mind Morutan being loaned out actually. He's our second choice, uh, winger though, right? Yeah, I mean, I, if he I, does I'm, go, I'm against that. Yeah, if he does go, who do we then have? Uh, because we're not going to bring Yunus back, or unless you want to see uh, Faguli on the wing or Old Faguli. John. Yeah, I guess so. I'm fine. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about that, or uh, who, who you guys uh, think. Morutsan uh, still needs to be cooked a bit. He needs some consistent game time, in my opinion. Yeah. Because Figoli sitting on the bench isn't really going to cut it if he's going to earn all that money. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Yasin. I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, <laughs> as for like Bobo <laughs> and the whole money situation, it depends on how much Torrent plans to play him. Let's say we have you know 16 games left. If he sees him as like a 5-10 minute sub, as not a starter, if he sees two guys ahead of him as a wing or as a striker... It might make sense to let go of Bubble and pay some of his wages. Let's say the guy has 10 bucks, right, that he earns over the next six months with us. If you, if you find a club that pays him, let's say, seven, then you pay Bubble, you know, four or five. Just say, okay, take the money and leave and let, let 
the remaining money that you're supposed to receive, just let it go. So you're paying less money over the next six months. You're not getting any use out of him, but you weren't going to get any use out of him anyways. So it depends on what Torrent plans to use him for. Um, last game, Adam I, Corpo, yeah. I, I think last, <laughs> I think I think last game we saw Bubble play as a striker, right? You know, and and I think that's mm -hmm. he's more suited to that position too, just because of how slow he is. You know, Bubble has that confidence and that instinct to shoot whenever he can. Bubble can take that ball down and find the far post. You know, we've seen it many times. So I like that play. And with that said, I'm going to transition into something that is kind of a hot take, but I did see it on Twitter, so it's not my idea. Mohammed being loaned out. Um, Mohammed, hey, th listen, listen, listen. Mohammed <laughs> calm, being calm loaned down, out because Gomis is here now, and Gomis is in form. Gomis is not injured. Are we planning to play a two-man uh, two striker formation? I don't think so. I didn't see any rumors for it. I didn't see anything that kind of indicates that. So if Gomez is here, and Ed, uh, you know, Emma, you asked this question before, rightfully so. What's Mustafa gonna do now? Gomez is here. Let's say he finds form, which I think he will. Where the fuck is Mustafa gonna play? Is he gonna be a second striker? I mean, that's what we have Hollywood for. Are we going to play two strikers that are both foreign at the same time? I don't think so. Is Gomez going to rotate with Mohamed? I don't think so. You know, is Mohamed in form? No, he's not. Wouldn't alone potentially make sense for that reason? Mohamed finding his form Counterpoint. somewhere else would make money. Yes. What so. if Gomez does not perform and he gets injured? Just, 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 just say, you know, crazier things have happened. Who are you going to rely on? Because you're not going to have Jagna. You're literally only going to have Halil. What if you keep Jagna? He's going to be back I April, mean, and you don't know how his form is going to be like. And by then, the league's almost already over. Is, is it April? Is that what that's what saying? they were saying, yeah. Then that's risky. That's what I'm it saying. Risky. Well, you got Babel. <laughs> if he doesn't want to leave, oh, Babel okay. can yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. yeah Babel. You can play yeah, that Babel, too. Yeah, Babel, Halil. I mean, it's it's it's, 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 it's a good counter argument. It is risky, um, but there's a lot of risky things in our team, as we just discussed with last ah, hour. We managed to play with just Eran Dardiok as a, our sole striker for a do, whole do, season. Do you so. want to go back to that? Because I don't want to go back to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw the loan. I I saw the rumor, so I kind of want to play with that and kind of get your thoughts on it too. But you know. I wouldn't be surprised just because we've seen the rumor many times. You know, he was supposed to leave last last year, or I think in the summer, to French club Bordeaux. Yeah, that yeah that that didn't work out last minute, and we haven't seen him in great form recently. Uh, unfortunately, Torrent hasn't had a single training session with him yet because of the Africa Cup of Nation. Uh, you know, the World Cup qualifiers over there. So, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, just like Summit did with the whole Draxler or who was the rumor randomly last time. I'm going to say Barkley. Ross Barkley. I, I, I won't be surprised if Mohammed ends up leaving on loan for a little bit of money, that foreign spot, and maybe even opening up room for a player like Jetson. Just, you know, mm -hmm. food for thought. Um, yeah. A small no, note, no. by the way, uh, it is not the qualifiers. It is indeed the Africa Cup of Nations. It's like their uh, own Euros mm -hmm. in a way. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. J j just to point out, I probably say stuff that is probably not correct as well. Anyway, um, on the thing though, I I think I do hear what you're saying, 
because yes, Gumis is in form, he'll probably take the spot. I still think it's too risky given his age. Yes, he's not injury prone, but um, I think even when Falcao came, we also said he wasn't injury prone and we saw how that worked out. Uh, however, also I do I do agree, however, with the fact what you said before that yeah, we'll definitely not use him in a uh, two strikers with Momo and Gomis. I, I don't see how that would be compatible in my opinion. Uh, but I would personally still keep Momo. Um, and just, yeah, I don't know. I just hope that, like, Babel leaves. Just like how he said before, just pay part of his wages. Just get rid of the Deadwood. He's not really of use anymore. And uh, hope to solve it that way. And that is only, of course, if the two midfielders do actually come. Because that's the idea that we have in our heads. But um, it seems like just Plugar's going to come. From the looks of it. Inshallah. <laughs> we get something in the midfield because we're really bare-boned over there. And so another thing, just a small side note. Canada is up 2-0 for the American boys. Oof. Just have to say it out there. Congratulations, John. <laughs> Thank Soccer, you so much. I'm sorry. See everyone at the World Cup. Our sport. <laughs> yeah, and Turkish perform American, so that's it. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, now you say that, of course. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to tell, uh, what's it? Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe. I'm snitch. Sleepy yeah, Joe yeah, Biden. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, damn, I have work tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, anyway, for the listeners that have been able to listen for so You're long. You're the true MVP. to you. Yeah, true MVP. We're going to round it up. We talked about... Of every position basically of our squad all the transfer rumors that are currently going on and uh, the foreign rule implication that it has on our transfers on the future and uh, and so on so i'd like to thank the listeners and uh, if you want to react as usual you can find us on twitter or instagram with the handle at the lions then gs and uh, yeah, look forward to any messages, feedback, anything basically. So uh, feel free to do that. And uh, let's close this episode off with a nice, nice known ending. Yeah.